Good morning. I'm Aya Wimala with uh, sinuses running <laughs> here in northern Illinois. And we're having, this is maybe our third rainy day. So uh, kind of a nice, cool feeling, damp outside, good day to stay at home and get things done just like we've been doing all year long. <laughs> um, today, I we finished collecting gold dust, and I didn't read the entire book. I just started out reading uh, selections as I opened the book, but ended up reading the very last, a big chunk of the last chapter, and then one of the extra readings at the end. So... If you, if you don't have the book, if you want to get it, I recommend it. Don't feel like I've read it all. And his other books, Sayadaw, Ute Janiya. So uh, it's, it's a book I'll be dipping back into a lot of the time. But before we sit today, I wanted to mention something that's come up for me in the last two days. And uh, even I was listening to a a podcast of a, um, and not a Buddhist teacher, but someone who definitely has combined her um, business interest with her spiritual path. And she's recently written a book called You Don't Owe Anyone, You Don't Owe Anyone. And it's talking about uh, needing to uh, especially for women, how it's also often so easy to just kind of be at the beck and call of everyone else and to forget ourselves a bit. And the other thing that I, that connects with this for me, tomorrow night, Saturday, it's, uh, five, five o'clock central time, six o'clock eastern time. Bhikkhu Bodhi is joining the, uh, group of monks and nuns that I'm part of from around the world, actually. And um, he's our special, he's, he's our special uh, leader tomorrow. And we're going to do, this is something, this is about the fourth time we've done it. So you can see it on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. But he asked all the different uh, people in the group, and they're about 15 to 20 monks and not not as many nuns but there are uh, three of us I think two or three and um, we're meeting every other week and doing a sutta study and so what we've been doing is different people talk about a different maybe a different phrase or a different line or a different aspect of the sutta that we're studying and Bhante Sarnapalo in Canada, and he's in Toronto, and it's on his uh, YouTube and his Facebook Live, for Facebook Live and for YouTube. Uh, that's where uh, where you can watch it. And people have been sent, for Bhikkhu Bodhi's discussion, he asked that people send in questions and we can discuss those. And it was requested that we we look at ethical questions and questions about uh, what the Dhamma tells us about living in the in the bigger world and 
uh, political questions and questions about our ethics and morality in this world today and how we can approach them using using the Dhamma. And so one of the questions that came up from one of the monks, and I thought about it a lot, and he said one of the things with... Now, most of the questions are for anybody in general, but he did have a question that when you become a monastic, a lot of times monastics will work really hard because they're uh, they're trying to create something or start something, and they they become uh, they might become someone working on developing uh, a certain project or a certain you know they're they're creating a temple or creating some kind of organization. And yet monastics also have to focus on uh, that by being able to live as a monastic, it's a choice we make so we can develop our practice and try to uh, spend as much time without regular family obligations with our own practice. And he's, he's wanting to discuss with Bhikkhu Bodhi, how we how we can bridge that gap, I think. So how do we live in the in the Western world and still have that time to be focused on our goals, our own personal goals, spiritual goals. And I thought that tied in so well with this uh, this woman who's written a book called you don't have to, uh, I can't remember the name now, you don't have to answer to anyone. And I thought it's a very, even for householders, it's a very interesting question. How do we uh, be okay committing the time to our spiritual practice and making that a priority when the world wants us to make other things a priority? and when we're pulled in those different directions. And it might be in pleasing family, or it might be in pleasing the world with your career, or um, trying to be a parent and have a career, and knowing how many ways that pulls us. But I think that that whole topic is quite interesting. And I know during the pandemic, a lot of us use the time to really... uh, take classes and to do as much online as we could. And for a lot of people that continue to be some uh, a great relief, but also you may have become burnt out with everything that was available online. And what I was thinking about in terms of mentioning to all of us is Don't overload yourself with taking in, taking in, taking in teachings. Remember that rest and reflection and tranquility and stillness is a big part of what we're trying to work with on this path. It's we don't want to overload ourselves with more than than we can handle. And, and that may mean overloading ourselves to the point that we um, 
are getting headaches from being on Zoom all the time. Or we're trying to read so much and trying to grapple with so much that we feel like we don't even have time to practice and reflect. So if we're reading a lot, we still need to be reflecting on that. And if you're in a lot of classes, in addition to the uh, to the homework and the the reading for the class, just to keep up, are you creating enough time in your life for reflection? And that reflection is really different from uh, meditation. And so, take care of yourself that way. Look and see if. If you're pushing yourself too hard, you're expecting so much from yourself that you're not enjoying it, or you're not doing what really the expression this young woman, she's just in her, she's still in her 30s, so to me she's still very young, but she describes it as feeling homesick, that she can get so caught up in her work and perfectionism and trying to please other people. And she's working to, to not do that, and that, that's what her book is about. But one of her first uh, recognitions of the problem was that she felt homesick. You know, she's an adult woman and living with her husband and has a toddler, and uh, she still describes that feeling of being homesick. So she's not being true to herself, so she's not. And also a big part of what she discovered was she wasn't living in her body. She said she was only living from here up. And those are such common issues that a lot of us experience. And when she talked about um, listening to her uh, being interviewed by, by someone this morning, when she talked about that feeling of being homesick, I could relate to that. And I'm in my 70s, but... I know that feeling when we allow ourselves to become uh, maybe pulled in too many directions. You know, we're not we're homesick for being in our own our own physical body. I think, and um, allowing ourselves to be pulled in too many different ways, and we just think that's how we're supposed to be. And the woman she was talking about, well, I won't go into that, but I think for for our interests that we share together and the people I'm speaking to, we're, we want to study the Dhamma. We want to learn how to have peace of mind. And uh, I think one way we can do it, we can, we can be clear about our limits. We can be clear about needing rest and letting our families understand that we are, we're not the person that just keeps going and going, that we need rest, we need time for reflection. And uh, with, with all of the possibilities of uh, being able to take in so much of the, the study part of the Dhamma, that we need, to find, we need to find our relationship with Dhamma, with... Uh, our spiritual life, we need to find that in our own body, in our own way, in our own relationship with nature and the world. And so that's where we have to 
That's if we're feeling homesick, that's what we need to come home to. How we're how we are creating our own journey. And we need time to do that. We need time for reflection. And a little bit of studying can go a long way. Uh, and if we if we just take in some words that are really beautiful at the moment and they really strike us, but then we you know the uh, the class is over or the group finishes, and then we we feel that kind of bereft feeling because we're not having a constant input of it. But then then I think that means that we aren't reflecting and seeing how it applies to us. Uh, seeing how we can integrate things into our life. So uh, be careful with that too, because as beautiful as the teachings are, we have to remember we have to, we're creating this path for ourselves. We're, we're customizing it for our own life. So create in your life enough time for yourself. And you might want to think about that or journal about that or just look at a typical day and notice if you ever feel homesick. And I don't, I don't mean the homesick for a particular house or a particular place or going back in time, but uh, are you, do you feel grounded in where home is for you now? And what are you homesick for? So why don't we practice this morning? And I wanted to read something and then remember uh, my wish. We haven't read that in a while. But the Bodhisattva vow talks about being, uh, helping other people, having compassion for them, being there for them, taking care of them. And I think this is a beautiful quality and having these qualities in our own life makes life uh, really worth living but it's this is not saying to not have time for your own life to to not have time for for your own spiritual path and the grounding in that and finding your home in that it's not always about uh, taking care of others to the point that you lose yourself and then it becomes uh, it it it's it's not it's that's not the way we need to understand it. We're always trying to understand ourselves, understand the way our mind works, and understand what we need personally. We have to save ourselves before we can save anyone else. And I think that may be uh, that's not being selfish. Because then, then we really know what we have to offer, and then we know what we have to work on, and we, 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 can, we know the difference between the two. So I want to read my wish, but I want you to realize, especially reflect on this, with as much as we want to be that uh, awakened heart, we have to remember that we have to begin with that purification of ourselves, and not just jump in and feel like, okay, if I take care of everybody else, then that will take care of me. Because it doesn't exactly work that way. We, we need to 
make time and space for ourselves. So let's, but, but I want us to read my wish and you'll see, you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, and the tendency can be to take this so literally that we do, that we do not take care of ourselves. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for the black shelter, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until I attain Nibbana. And that's so beautiful. That's such a beautiful uh, thing to live by and to um, to think of in terms of what we want for the world, to all be caring about each other. But remember, it's just like wearing masks. Uh, and we've learned that in this pandemic. We wear a mask to take care of ourselves, and it's also taking care of others. And we hope other people will be wearing a mask to protect themselves, but their wearing it is taking care of us. So it's the same thing. We don't, uh, we have to take care of ourselves first, because then whatever we're giving to others is going to be is going to be better, and it's not going to uh, de- uh, uh, deplete us. It's not going to empty us out, because if we're taking care of ourselves at the same time, we we know when we've hit our limits. We know when we need to rest. We know when we need to reflect on what's going on in our lives, and uh, we don't we don't take on too much. So my wish is, is uh, this is from Shanti Dewa, who was an 8th century monk. And it's, we recite it at Blue Lotus. It's in our chanting book. And the, one of the groups, uh, one of our local volunteer groups at the temple created little prayer cards. And we have them in Spanish and French now. The English have been... Uh, passed out, but we we give these cards to detainees at the uh, the immigration detainees in the jails when we when we can be in the jails. So why don't we sit now? We have about we have about ten minutes. We can sit, so it's okay to think about yourself, and it's okay to 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 rest and pace yourself at your own pace. And uh, sometimes it's okay to be selfish with your time. And you know the times when you feel uh, nourished and nurtured enough to just give your all. But we also have to take care of ourselves and be aware of what our spiritual path wants from us and what we need to be uh, 
committed to that path. So let's sit. Just be aware of the body breathing. When I say let's sit, you're, you can be standing. You can be on your back on the floor. You can be in a chair. You can be sitting on a cushion. And your body will know that you're wanting to be in a space with yourself. We're not cut off from the world. Our sense doors are open, but if our eyes are closed, we're giving ourselves a bit of a break from all the visual data coming in. Let your hands just be comfortable, either palms up or palms down in your lap or on top of your legs, up above your knees. Focus your attention very lightly on where you feel the body breathing. That's usually just around your nostrils with your in-breath, and then again with the out-breath. Just feeling light sensations, pretty subtle. Or you can focus on the rising of your belly when you inhale, and it contracting in a bit when you exhale. Just use one of those two spots to have a light focus. Let's just practice metta a little bit. This may reinforce that feeling for you of This is why we begin with ourselves. Take care of yourself first. And then we reach out and we're able to, then we have more to give. We know what we want to give and what we're capable of giving. Because we've taken care of ourselves, we know what we need to keep going. We know what kind of nurturing we need to do for ourselves. So just use the phrase, may I be happy, and just say that phrase over and over to yourself. And then we'll switch and move out, but we begin with ourselves. May I be happy. May I be happy.
May I be happy. May I be happy. I be happy. And now just move out a bit from yourself. May my loved ones be happy. May my loved ones be happy. May my loved ones, my human loved ones, my animal loved ones, be happy. May my loved ones be happy. May my loved ones be happy. May all human beings be happy. All my friends, all the people I have never met, my acquaintances, strangers, my difficult people, even my enemies, may all human beings be happy. May all human beings be happy. May all living beings, human and non-human, beings invisible to us, throughout the world, throughout the universe, just allow this feeling of metta, may all beings be happy. Just allow this wish
to radiate out from you in all directions, above and below, in front and in back and from side to side, in all directions in between. Let this feeling of friendliness, wanting all beings to be happy. And let it move out without ever stopping, escaping nothing. It's an infinite quality. May all living beings, human beings and non-human beings, be happy. May the actions that we take towards the good, towards understanding ourselves, toward being more peaceful, be of benefit to all beings everywhere. So, Please have a beautiful weekend. I'll see you Sunday morning, or I'll uh, be here Sunday morning. And think about yourselves. Think about your path. Think about what's what you need to think about. What's important? Are you getting, are you feeling at home with yourself, in your body? Think about what you need. Do you need rest? Or you, do you need movement? Do you need to be focused on yourself? Or is, is there enough to focus on others as well? Thank you so much for being part of my practice. <laughs>